possibly have been 37 minutes. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's definitely start the show then. Um, what is the show, you might ask, why it is the Enemy Slime podcast. This is episode number 225. I'm your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. As predicted by the prophecy. And I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. I'm missing my dinner of my red wings to do this podcast. It'll all be worth it uh, once we once we get through everything that we have to get through. Um, let's jump right into it. Did you guys watch the uh, video game awards? No, no, no. Uh, boy, you sure did miss a show. Quite a quite an event. Um, I I commented uh, about this while I was watching it, but I find it really remarkable how Jeff Keeley. Um, has been doing this for a very long time. And, and, and to those who don't know, he's the one who actually, you know, basically started the awards. And right. uh, he didn't host them at first. They would keep, like, trying to find celebrities to do it. And there was that hilarious year where they had Joel McHale yes. do it. And I, I remember where he showed us all the contempt he has for the people that were paying him. Yeah, uh, Joel McHale made it really clear that he's very much above uh, games as a hobby. And... Um, he actually came back this year, uh, not to host, but he he presented like one of the awards. And um, I there's a couple stray observations, but one and probably my biggest is it blows me away that Jeff Keighley has been in the industry as long as he has and um, still seems to be super uncomfortable around all of the awkward, weird people who are in the video games industry. Like... Everybody that he would call up and give an award to, there were a couple times where they didn't speak English, and it seemed like he didn't know that before they came up, um, and so he'd be like taken back by that, or they'd sit and like talk forever about something that didn't matter at all, and uh, and he'd be awkward about that. But just like every time I saw him interact with someone who was a developer, like he just still doesn't seem to be prepared for it, and it made me wonder, like, is it just something that you can't prepare for? Like, are you are you never going to be ready to deal with the people who do this? And I, I don't know. That was a really like rhetorical. Here, here's your your award. Don't touch but, but, me. But we talk to the <laughs> game people ourselves, and they they were nice, normal conversations for the most part. Yeah, I've also had some where I was very ready to leave uh, very early on. Um, yeah, I met some guys. In my travels, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone who makes uh, games is uh, is crazy, but there are definitely some. There's there's something about the craft that I think requires you uh, to to have a. It's a super niche geeky thing to do, and it attracts a kind of people who would do that. You need to have the type of personality where you'd like to stay and like work insane hours and uh, not leave the house very often. Yeah, exactly. And and you start to represent an individual who who might behave that way. Um, I mean, my, my 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 understanding is that uh, um, there's quite a few individuals we actually know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I I I can name a few people like that. That. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's not. I, I'm not this. I'm not saying that's wrong. Uh, and I I think that it's probably even something that is. I think this is the case with any creative thing where I think uh, to some degree when you're when you're uh, working on art, I think there's a part of you that you just have to kind of give to it and everybody else loses that part of you in a sense. 
Um, and uh, I think video games just require that you give a little bit more of that than some of the other mediums uh, uh, out there. I, 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 I guess it depends. It's like the, the, you know, the story that I was telling you guys earlier about that I might be uh, taking a swing at. Um, yes, there's going to be like meetings and, and going outside and talking to people, but uh, a lot of that's going to be me locked in my apartment alone, uh, just like banging away at my laptop or whatever and figuring that out. And I feel like art is interesting because it's something that you can kind of do solo unless you can kind of do, um, you know, what's the word of it? You can kind of do it uh, remotely. But at some point, you have to interact with other people um, in some capacity. And uh, and it's weird. You know, I, 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 def I definitely think that, uh, that, that art attracts more introverts. And I'm, I'm um, a little bit introverted. Not that much, but... Uh, I think um, everyone in this podcast is pretty introverted, Jay. I think, this, uh, I think that social interaction is kind of like any other skill in that some people are just naturally good at it. Um, but a lot of people uh, need to practice it. And if yeah. you, and like any other skill, if you don't practice it, you have a tendency to not be very good at it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's always going to be like the naturals, but I think that they don't wind up choosing the paths. Uh, they don't wind up staying in their house so long that they come out and they have a beautiful painting to show for it. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, yeah. they, they aren't, they aren't that way. Um, I also think that a lot of times they use the excuse of being an introvert to just be, you know, a fucking weirdo. Sure, why not? Uh, like you can be an introvert and not be, you know, useless. Yeah, I think I think that that's true as well. I think there are some people <laughs> who just who just get wrapped up in it. And uh, yeah, I'm an introvert. I don't want to talk to anybody ever. I'm like, okay, that's great that you're an introvert. I'm an introvert too, but you need to fucking go to work. <laughs> so take a shower and get out there motherfucker and i'm not i'm not calling anybody specifically out well i guess i sort of am because at the end of the day like they gave an award to a furry and he went up on stage okay. in his fursuit and oh my god that's what that was i didn't uh, know that's what the, i like like everyone was showing me that image and i'm like why are you showing me this why is this important now that i know the context that is fucking great. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's a, the, like, bigger, the best esports oh guy, I think. God. Yeah, I'm trying to think wow. of what his. Uh, 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 Sonic Fox. That's his name. Dominic Sonic Fox McLean. Uh, he, he got up on stage and delivered a, a beautiful speech. Uh, what was the speech? Well, yeah, he gave. He, he, uh, he went up and, and threw his uh, fur helmet. Uh, gave his his victory speech, um, and it was it was real great. Um, and again, like I don't know, man, it's just one of those things where I, maybe maybe I'm gonna. I always wondered, like, you know, all the people who wound up on like the wrong side of history when it comes to like the civil rights movement, and all the people who wound up on the wrong side of history for like nowadays LGBT uh, movements. I wonder if I have now been born into the wrong side of history for the rise of the furries. Um, There's okay, okay. So, so, so look, um, I've known my share of furries. Uh, they're indeed odd people. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like 
I, 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 I do feel like this, I, this is like a more mature kind of Jay talking. Like if I, if you were talking to me like 10 years ago, I'd be like, uh, yeah, fuck furries. Uh, uh, they're weird. They get to be fair, them. 10 years ago, furries were pretty much the worst thing on the internet. And things have gotten so, so much worse since. You actually, you actually like took the point right out of my mouth. It's like back in the day, uh, if the most we had to worry about was furries, that was lucky. Uh, because compared to what we have these days, it's like, you know, a couple of people who like to dress up as animals, that's nothing. Um, and, and look, there are furries that give furries a bad name, but I feel like furries are kind of like most communities where, um, you know, they have their, uh, guys who are just there. They enjoy the artwork. They enjoy the costumes, you know, they have fun. There's some that actually really do enjoy like entertaining people, entertaining families and children and all that. And then you have the people who are like diaper furs and who are like, I'm going to walk through a convention hall with a full diaper. And, and then you have the people who are like bronies who actually go up and bully little girls because uh, they're doing something with their toy that Fluttershy would never do. Uh, those people are assholes. So I, I, I think that, you know, uh, there's some people in the furry community that are cool and it's cool that they have the hobby. They are never, though, they are never going to be at a point where it's like um, we have to give them a fair amount of social acceptance because unlike black people, unlike LGBT people, unlike women, you have a choice to be furry. Uh, uh, you can't help who you love if you're like, uh, you know, um, uh, that's not something that you really define. Whether you believe in, uh, in it being genetic or not. What's true of every human being on the planet is that we all we all assign like our love maps and that kind of uh, determines what we like going into the going into the future. And it's like, yeah, uh, uh, I personally uh, enjoy a good blonde and people know that about me. Um, and 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 you can't you know, that 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 that's something um, where you're just going against who you are and going against who you are is really unnatural um uh, uh i was born black i have black skin i can't do anything about that i could bleach it i could pull up michael jackson but um you know with, i still have other black features all that uh you can entirely help being a furry that's uh that's a choice it's like being a gamer like we can help being gamers if we want to stop playing video games tomorrow we could do that that's choice and we've actually been to a place where gamers are like Oh, we deserve their rights too, and it's like, yeah, no, you right. fucking so don't. You play video games. <laughs> I mean, like... I would, I would prefer that I not be identified uh, as a as a gamer. I agree <laughs> on that. I, I also agree on that too. Like, it's so. In fact, someone someone uh, told me that I, I told you guys about uh, the the kid who was showing me his Buster Sword, right? No, N no. Oh well, it's real short. I was at a friend's house and. Uh, a relative of his uh, came over and very pretty young guy. And he's like, Hey, Jared, check out this. And he went into his room and he came out and he had a giant plastic cloud strife uh, buster sword. Nice. And um, I said, Oh, I'm not the person that you should show that to because I think you should throw that away and hope that, <laughs> and, and hope that no one sees you in the process. And um, <laughs> anyway, he, he his his response to that he said, "But you're a gamer," and I could feel <laughs> I could feel my body like like tense up in horror as he said. I was like, "Oh, I don't know about that." <laughs> yeah, no, I 
I, I agree that I don't consider liking video games to be my identity. Like it's part of who I am, but it's not my who I am. You know what I mean? But but like, but but you guys, it's one of the many things, things that I enjoy in life. So so okay. I I actually think I think I think this this is great that we're talking about this because this is what this is the comparison that I'm making. Uh, uh, first off, you know I I feel like what I just said was a little dickish. So that came up a lot more dickish than I meant it to. Um, but, uh, uh, I do think that if you're a furry and that this is kind of your lifestyle and this is what you like, uh, more power to you. I think that's fair. You know, you have what you love. Um, it's still like a choice. It's, it's still something that you can, you know, you, you can take off your fursuit whenever you go out and, and just, uh, uh, do your thing and order McDonald's and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can't take off your skin color when you do that. Uh, you know, it, it's like, it, it's, it's two separate things. So, but I do, I do appreciate that's a big fandom. I do appreciate there are many types of furries. Uh, also, there are some super talented furries out there. Like some also, of the stuff that they've done. Like more mainstream, I feel that it's mellowed out a lot because it used to be, like used to be a bunch of assholes. Uh, like I would say 10, 15 years ago. Um, but now that it's more mainstream, there seems to be a lot less of that and more just like people who enjoy the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and, 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 and that's, I think that's the big thing about it. And, uh, and you had like back in the day, we, I mean, we're dealing with like the alt right now and all that stuff. But, but back in the day, you had like burned furs who were horrible people. They were like, you know, um, they did not like the uh, LGBT ass, uh, community yeah. coming into the furry community, and uh, some of them worship Nazis, and they were horrible people. Yeah. But the the burned furs have like kind of disappeared. Um, yeah. So 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 so, but I I I mention all this because it comes back to us being gamers. Uh, Jarrett, Lucio, you two guys are gamers. You guys can tell me things about video games. That no one else on the planet knows, and there's nothing wrong oh, with that because, because like, you can be you can you can be like a uh, a fisherman, or you can be a stamp collector, uh, you know, you can collect uh, baseball cards, you can be a comic book nerd. That's your hobby. That's what you love to do. You have a lot of fun doing it. There's nothing wrong with that. And we're not the kind of assholes that like go online and say, oh, they can't be girl gamers. They're 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 you know. Uh, their, their reaction time is bad or whatever the fuck excuse you want to use to say that a woman can't be a gamer. So uh, you're not, so, yeah, so you're you're not, not wrong, but there's two <laughs> things about that, right? So the first one is um, there, there, a lot of the people who call themselves gamers seems to wrap their whole identity around that. So, I mean, I'm not going to deny that, yeah, I can probably tell you things about games that are obscure and shit and all that. And, you know, I don't think... Anybody who's been on a game podcast for whatever depressing amount of time we've been doing this uh, <laughs> can't deny that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't feel like my entire identity is wrapped up in that, which is something I see with a lot of the people who call themselves gamers. And the other thing is that a lot of the people who call themselves gamers remind me of the people who used to call themselves furries. And I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, but that, I don't that's, want anything that's, that's to do with them because we're, we're they're garbage saying, people. Your, your, your comparison, your comparison is actually kind of apt when you when you uh, said like you know a, a fisherman or uh, maybe with uh, with movies. There's like a film buff. But the thing is, is that 
with with gamer as a term, there's more pre-prescribed like, well, you're this, so you like this. And if I showed you uh, a copy of the 2015 RoboCop remake and you said, I don't like that. And I said, but you're a film buff. People would act like I was crazy. Um, but but gamer has like this connotation to it where when someone shows me a really stupid plastic sword, um, they're like, well, of course he would like that. He would have to like that because he's a gamer and he loves. Well, I, I think it's less a thing of like you, you, you have to like it. And I think it's more a thing that he thought you would like it because of what you're associated with. Uh, and then it's shocking in that theory. But but Lucio and I, Lucio and I are actually saying the same thing, even though we're kind of on on. Uh, we're vigorously agreeing again. <laughs> yeah, no, that we, made, we, that we, made we for are, great yeah. entertainment last time. So let's do it because, again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are because like, but but uh, you know the thing is like, I, I could say the same thing for anything. We were talking about uh, uh, sports and we're talking about like how you can't you know you're not a real skater if you go into a, a Vans or like a Zoomix and that's that same you know uh skaters have that like stigma attached to them and uh uh you know surfers anyone who does that um I'll go and I, I'll hang out with surfers and there are you know some of them are super like fucking intelligent uh could be a goddamn NASA scientist if they wanted to some of them are like uh uh, your your ultra kind of conservative, uh, uh, you know, screaming about the Confederate flag. But I haven't. But you know, of all the surfers I've met, um, no matter how cool or uncool they are, I haven't really met the set of surfers that we see uh, on TV and movies and and stereotyped about. I haven't seen the people that do hard drugs and drink a lot. I know they exist. I do know that they I'm are. Pretty sure that's more of a California stereotype than it is a surfer stereotype. You know. Um, uh, I, uh, I haven't met like the surfer that, that wears a presidential mask and then robs a bank. Um, but, <laughs> oh man, but, I want to be that kind of surfer. <laughs> the ex-president's you know, boy. Woo. But, and like I said, with, uh, with, with sports, another great comparison where like, I think you died. I, I'll make my point anyway. Um. Uh, if you were, uh, if I was to say, Jay, you love the, um, God, what's a stupid ass hockey team? You love the Raptors. Wait, is the Raptors a hockey team? I think they uh, are. Just use the Knights. You used the Knights earlier. He's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but the Knights, I know you like the Knights. But see, if I was like, Jay, here's a, here's a, here's a Toronto Shitty. Raptors uh, shirt. Raptors are a basketball. Shitty. Ah, fuck. Hockey. What's a hockey team? What's team. Toronto's hockey team? <laughs> Shitty hockey team. Hold on, hold on. This is ruining. Ten more Cedefels team. Let's see. I, I think we. Uh, <laughs> the point is, is it would be very rude of Columbus me to assume. Blue jackets. Yeah, it, it sounds it, like the KSS team. It but... would be very rude of me to assume that Jay loves the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he has to because he is a hockey fan. Like that's that's the the lacking of nuance that you get. Um, and, and I think that right. it, it's it's probably. Uh, I don't know. There's there's something about all the nerdy hobbies where there's a presumption like that if you're into that kind of stuff, then you're into all of it. Like you're all in. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. in. But and... see the thing that the scenario that you just described, that absolutely happens to sports fans like all the time. Oh yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's like, uh, 
you ask someone, I'm like, you know, well, should I get your dad for Christmas? And they're like, oh, they're really into football. And I'm like, okay, uh, uh, great. That gives me something to go in. And I go in and I buy them, uh, I don't know, I buy them like a, a Jets football, a green football with a Jets logo. And well, I'm that's, like, that's a terrible go. idea. And you should know that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I, I yes, I, I I would know that, but it happens. That's the thing, and it, I think it happens to everyone. And it doesn't it it doesn't kind of matter what you are like uh, like like. Look, I'm a I'm a screenwriter. Uh, that's my profession, and I can I can say that loud and proud now that I'm actually being paid for screenwriting. <laughs> uh, and I remember one year I was like on a, a TV show, and my birthday came up during the TV show, and. You know, the staff came together and they got me all these books on screenwriting. And they're like, you know, happy birthday. I'm looking at the book and it's like, you, how to write a screenplay. It's like introduction to screenwriting. It's a bunch of shit that I don't need. And it's, it's like, a you know, message, Jay. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I, I think there, there might be something some in there. Like, ah, fuck, he's always writing this shit about periods. Let's give him a book and see if he can figure out. <laughs> What the? I don't even know where that where that where that came from. Like honestly, like I I I know the RPG maker game you're referencing, and I just want to point out that um in that RP that in that RPG maker game, before you got to the punchline, there were a bunch of horrible murders. Um, that's you know, true, the, the, and those disturbed me as well. <laughs> it was the it was the fucking film festival. Like you guys have made worse things. I know it's and the film festival than that. Come on, it's true. Uh, we've all we've all got our patterns. Uh, I'm you know I'm sure. Um, the point is is that uh, gamer as a term is offensive, and you shouldn't call people that. You should call them. Know what a term that has connotations. I would like. I would like to just. I, uh, I, I think. I think we, that everybody would be happier if if we got more granular with our hobbies. So I wouldn't say a, a I like. Game. I wouldn't say I like football. I would say I like the Giants. Um, I am a video game enthusiast, not a gamer. I wouldn't even then. You can, know, can, you, can you really do that for video games though? Because I'm I'm like sitting here looking at uh, my most recent video game collection right in the face, and I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at Battlefield Five and Assassin's Creed Odyssey and like Spyro the fucking dragon. Those things are like so different from each other. Yeah, but so you can be a gamer, whereas I will be someone who likes four games. Uh, <laughs> so you know, and I, it'll I, I be much it's... easier. I actually think the more apt uh, comparison for all this are uh, bronies. Um, no, because... I want to. I, no, I want to be a gamer even less. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bronies, bronies can like, uh, I know, I know a few bronies. I know a few people that were like uh, into My Little Pony. One of them is like a dad and, and he's am, a cool guy and he went to, he, you know, he used to run, uh, he was actually the one that was trying to run the, uh, the, the more general nerd hobbyist video game site that, uh, uh we wrote a couple of articles for, um, and he had a webcomic, uh, for a while and, uh, you know, he, He's got a great family and all that, but he's a brony. He likes, you know, he identifies as a brony. He likes watching the show with his daughter. Uh, you know, um, he helps her with the costumes and all that kind of stuff. And and that's who he is. But when you when you mention a brony in general, you're thinking of like a giant greasy guy who has no life, who's wearing like a fucking Afrojack costume and wandering into random conventions uh, with a hard on through his suit saying like, uh, uh, you know, you can't do this because this isn't how 
uh, uh, summer sparkle would behave and all that kind of shit. And, 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 and then, you know, he goes and he jerks off with his uh, hoof shaped um, uh, um, arms or whatever. Uh, yes. and that's a very detailed hour. description of his activities. But it's 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 detailed because like I there's been I'm on reports. The <laughs> there's been <laughs> reports, the Jared. The story. Uh, I, I, Lucille, back me up here. No, no, you're right. There's <laughs> been reports about stuff the Bronies do in commissions. It's not what do you flattery. what do you mean like reports? Like reports from like the the FBI or what? Like who's who's filing these reports? You know who files those reports, right? I don't know. I don't know who's investigating the bronies. I didn't realize that we Reddit. had like we had to monitor these people. Right. Uh, some of them you do. I mean, I, some of them you do. actually, I, yes. Some of them you do need to monitor in by the FBI. In general, after this podcast, I feel much less safe on the street. Uh, I already didn't feel very safe in in most conventions, but uh, is it's you guys are definitely uh, stoking my fears and. Um, I was pretty worried about that migrant caravan, um, but now I'm <laughs> now I'm going to switch gears. I think I, what I'm really worried about is this this thing you're the describing. The caravan now. is already inside the house, sir. Well, and so yeah, and and that's probably what the caravan was is a bunch of bronies. <laughs> so so the the point here is that uh, uh, for bronies, uh, uh, there are bronies who are actual bros, and then there are bronies who are pathetic and have no life and have to bully children and think that uh, this is something for them, even though it was a, on a kid's network designed for little girls. And uh, I, I just think my, my whole point is with all this, with everyone I mentioned, if it's bronies or skaters or surfers or gamers or, or screenwriters or whatever the fuck it is, whatever your hobby kind of is, uh, there are going to be people that kind of misconstrue it and think that, oh, because you like this, you're going to like this, and I don't. I don't think that it's uh, is an isolated incident to gamers. And uh, you know, I'm not going to call you guys gamers anymore. But you two are gamers. Here's here's <laughs> uh, here's my suggestion. If you're a furry, if you're a brony, if you're a gamer, if you're any of those things, I think like what you like and do whatever makes you feel good, as long as you don't hurt other people. And I'm a fully on board, and I support you but at least have the same amount of shame that I have for what I think is uh, much more normal stuff in a lot of cases. Um, just just feel a little shame. None of us feel any shame anymore, and it makes us all really annoying. So that's my instructions to, to you, world, and I think that together we can build a better world uh, one block at a time. By being really embarrassed about our stupid hobbies. Hey, I, I I picked up a new stupid hobby. What is it? Watching baby goats. Yeah, see, we're getting there. Um, it's uh, they're so cute though. I didn't so, know they were so cute. And so, are you feeling particularly loud and proud with your love of baby goats right now? I I, I have you seen my Facebook lately? Are you shouting it from the rooftop? You're like, hey, everybody, guess what? This is what I'm into now, is baby goats. Uh, actually, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been texting my friends. I'm like, yo, baby goats are like the shit. They're, ever, like, they're like crazy. They're, ever, they're, they're, they're like if you took a puppy and if you took a kitten and you combined like the best traits of both and then taught them parkour on top of it. That's what a baby goat is. But don't you, don't you worry that like 
you might one day you'll be watching like a video of a baby goat and then you'll get an erection uh no see because i feel like it's how it starts and then all of a sudden you're at a convention in a suit and um and maybe your persona is a goat Jared, so, so let me ask Jared, you this: Have you, 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 have have you ever been you playing uh, uh, Dark Souls in the middle of a Dark Souls session? You've gotten a giant erection. No, but I think that could happen, and I might find out that I'm some kind of Dark Souls sexual. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's how any of any weird fetish happens. Is I think you're so, just you're just sitting around one day, and then you get exposed to this strange thing. I, so, and, so speaking of weird fetishes, yeah, um, I, I like where this to is talk going. about the. The best news with Cuddle Week. Jesus Christ. The what? The, best, the what? The, the news that keeps us all going, Jay. Yeah. The amazing reveal I can't, that has given us all hope for the, the coming year. I can't believe that it wasn't revealed at the Game Awards because that would have been a really prime time to drop a trailer on us. Um, no, it needed its own day. But it deserved ooh, its own day. You know what? Actually, that's fair. Uh, there's there's no reason why Sonic the Hedgehog should have to share the spotlight with anybody else on his special day. Um, yeah, they uh, we still haven't seen a trailer for the movie, but they did a little teaser, a little animated teaser that showed... Uh, <laughs> doesn't show us what Sonic looks like, but it gives us a very grotesque outline of his... <laughs> distressingly humanoid body. I mean, look, Son- Sonic runs. We all know this. And if you look at any runner, like if you go to Google and you type a pic- you type runner in and you look at images, they all have beautiful muscular toned legs. So it it stands to reason that if you if you google hedgehog, they don't. Right, and if you Google Sonic, up until now, he has had literally just, like, sticks for legs. They're just yeah. tiny little twigs, which is unrealistic. He he looks like, I mean, he looks like a fucking, like, wheelchair-bound uh, person whose legs have atrophied. And for someone who's using his legs all the time, he shouldn't look like that. So we're finally getting the realistic, uh, hyper-sexy uh, Sonic that we've always deserved and, and needed. And... Um, I think the really important detail that a lot of people have overlooked is this is not an animated film. It is a live action film um, where where a cartoon... But we've already had a live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. We have? Mm-hmm. What movie? Uh, it is by Blue Core Studios. I'm I'm not sure. I I thought you were gonna say like, oh, it's Spider Man Two or something, uh, because there was like a, but blue. I'm gonna look this up. Blue Core Studios, Sonic movie. All right, this is a fan. Can, can, can we before we go into that? Can we like take a second to admire the awesome hodgepodge of bullshit that is bringing this movie together? Because first of all, the thing they tease on that poster before anything else. Is from the producers of Fast and the Furious, which is off to a great start, right? Um, oh, did you know we have a release date for this? For this movie, eleven eight two thousand nineteen, baby. Can't so, wait. One year. Uh, um, I don't know. Did, did, the screenplay from the guy who wrote such hits as "Hey, Stop Stabbing Me" and Twelve Deadly Scenes" for YouTube Red. 
Um, is so good. We have Josh Miller, who also wrote College Animals and Golan the Insatiable and Sledgehammer is at Dawn. That's the other screenwriter. The director is his first feature. Um, so, you know, that's always good. Um, Jim Carrey is going to be Dr. Robotnik. And then we have cast for characters such as the Secretary of Homeland Security and New Girlfriend, which is going to be great. I, I can't wait. Uh, don't forget Tom Wachowski, who is kind of like... From what I can gather, so the basic way that this movie is going to play out is Tom Wachowski is kind of like John Arbuckle, basically, where he's going to be like a down on his luck, oh, and he's going to meet Sonic somewhere along the way, and he's going to like, there will be scenes where he has to hide Sonic from people who don't know about him, you know, like like his parents will come over and be like, Tom Wachowski, we're here to hang out with you and we brought you muffins, and he'll be like, Sonic, get in my closet, and there will be like a funny scene where Sonic like steps on something that makes a noise and his dad's like, what's in your closet? And uh, I can, Jesus Christ, it's practically done. I don't even need to see the movie. Oh, and he's played by Cyclops. (laughs) This is going to be amazing. Um, But check out that poster I sent you. What do you think of that? Doesn't that look like someone who should be wearing pants? And he's... (laughs) And he's not. Right, so I, 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 I sent you guys the um, the so Sonic the Hedgehog live action pants, yes. Look at those those calves. Damn. I know <laughs> this guy fucking runs, man. You can tell. Yeah, he does. He's ripped. You can absolutely but, tell. But, but guys, I sent you the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and as a bonus, I included a baby goat. And I would yeah. and I would love to interrupt the podcast to watch this 18 minute fan film. Oh yeah, this was actually <laughs> not that bad. You didn't think this was that bad compared to what is coming? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's going to be a competition. It's going to be a close one. I don't know because this one was made by like a studio with a shoestring budget and. The most amazing thing to me about this movie, about the Sonic movie, is that uh, there's this dude who seems like a pretty accomplished uh, uh, small-time actor. Like, it's not in anything you've heard of, but he seems like he's been acting uh, a pretty decent amount of time. And, and, and he plays uh, Eggman in this live-action film. Yep. But they also did a Mega Man film, and he plays, I think, Dr. Light in that one. Uh, and it just blows my mind that they managed to get him on both Look movies twice. for like these stupid ass <laughs> man projects. It's like, hey man, when you when you feel really passionate about something, you gotta just you gotta just go for it. But that's the interview he gives too, and it's amazing to me. Like they they shot it behind the scenes for one of them. I forget if it was the Sonic one or the Mega Man one, and he sits there like he's on uh you know fucking Charlie Rose. Uh, uh, and he's like, yeah, I just like I just find the director really passionate about his work, and it's great to work with an artist who knows this. And and it's like I'm I'm whenever we're gonna enter the, the uh, twilight zone here with the way Scott talks about the anyway. Movie. Sonic 2019, can't wait. Already give him an Oscar, just all the Oscars well, for 2019. I think we can. I I think we should make a trip of it for Enemy Slime. I think we should all wear our uh, Sonic costumes and uh, that we should all 
take our Viagra so we can activate our raging hard-ons at the same time. <laughs> so, uh, here's a, a, a let, let's hedge some bets here. Um, it, it sounds like there's... Storyline. Yeah. Oh, hold on, there's a, there's a little plot summary in IMDb. Oh, okay. Give me a, give me a blurb. It, it, it's only a sentence long. A cop in a rural town called Green Hills will help Sonic escape from the government no, 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 who is no. looking to capture him. Yeah, dude, this is going to be no. Alf. This is this is gonna be fucking Alf, and he's gonna. This is exactly what I'm talking about. He's gonna have to hide Sonic, and yes, keep, is. keep Sonic a secret, and uh, and that's gonna be their their shtick. Here's, but, but, but he said the neighborhood was Green Hills. Yeah, the town of how's Green Hills zone a neighborhood? Yeah, it's, no, just Green Hills, not Green Hills zone. All neighborhoods are zones when you think about it. Do do, do do you do you get to work by driving your car through a loop? That seems dangerous. God, I hope so. I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling this is actually going to be my, like my um, life. My life in loops loops in my community. I, here's here's what I want. I, I I want I want a scene where like a couple of teenagers are hanging out in front of uh, you guys know the uh, the little newspaper uh, things where you can, you know get your free paper and other advertisements and stuff. Yeah. You know, little newspaper box. I want them to be hanging out on the corner, sitting on those newspaper boxes. And I want like Sonic to walk up to them, and I want him to start punching holes in them. I want him to start jumping on them. I'm like, you know, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Sonic's like, I'm trying to get my power up. Uh, that's what I want to see. That's my dream scene for the movie. There'll be uh, there'll be rings. some there'll be some kind of terrible ring joke. But there's there's two ways that you can approach a movie like this. Um, you guys saw the Detective Pikachu trailer, right? Yeah. I I I I, I saw. I saw uh, screens. I didn't see the trailer. I saw screens, and I'm horrified. Oh, so the trailer, uh, basically, the movie is going to, like, take place in Pokemon world. And so, like, it's live action, but it's also got a lot of kind of, like, uh, you know. Uncanny Valley Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I guarantee you this Sonic movie is going to be the exact opposite. It is going to take place on Earth, and Green Hills is absolutely a suburb of San Francisco. Like, it's it's a, over by oh, Oakland well, somewhere. And one of the casting things is Secretary of Homeland Security, and another one is Parisian Little Girl. So I guess Paris is in there somewhere. Thank God. Uh, but here's, here's what I want to hedge bets on, and I'll, I'll take your guys' bets right now. There's a casting listing for New Girlfriend. Now, New Girlfriend could be for Tom Wachowski, but I think... Sonic has a long storied history of transcending uh, uh, species. species. I, was, yeah. I was trying to find the word and uh, and and finding romance where where few dead to tread uh, dare to tread. And I want to know, do you guys think in this movie we will see a girl on hedgehog uh, kiss? That's a good question. I feel like uh, do, uh, a, a lot of what you're describing to me is the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Is there? A... I think I think it could happen. I think it might even be like a love triangle. Ooh, ooh, ooh! That is so good. Um, See? Yeah. Let's let's hope it's that. Uh, but I'm just I just want to be on record right now. I don't think it'll be a full blown romance, but I think that there will be a Sonic on woman uh, kiss. Um, I feel like Sonic's got enough human women that no. I think whatever, I think maybe maybe it won't be like maybe it won't be like a passionate like romantic kiss, but I bet she'll like kiss him 
on the cheek or something like that and it'll be like kind of like a <laughs> and and he'll be like swooning a little bit like ooh let, let, let me ask this question oh, I can uh, really uh, fast is, let me ask this question uh, uh sonic has already had himself a uh, a princess yes do you really think someone from like the suburbs of green hill is going to impress him this is a different sonic though i think that uh I'm I'm assuming this Sonic came from like Sonic World and got stuck in Earth, but I have a feeling that I I here here's my second so like here's a follow up prediction. I don't think that Sonic will mention any other characters that we know from his universe. Like I don't think he's gonna be like, man, if Tails was here, he'd know what to do. Like I I I think there will be no acknowledgement of that whatsoever. I think he'll just be kind of vague and like I have to go home. You guys. Thing going I feel like, like I feel like I feel like a Sonic movie had two ways in which it can work that were uh, squandered. I think the first one is a continuation of like the Sonic Saturday morning cartoon, which is pretty badass. Uh, I watched some episodes recently, and it holds up well. Like, like you think of like some fuzzy little characters being like freedom fighters in a fucking post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's the, the, that That's was the one where like half of them were shit. were robots, right? Like they had like prosthetic limbs, like fucking John Connor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and the other one that could have worked is also in Mobius. You know, it's also in Mobius. It's also in Sonic World. Uh, and Sonic, you know, he works in a shopping mall. He works at like a a, a chili dog stand. And he's very depressed with life. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he thinks he, he thinks that buying himself like a cool looking scarf is going to maybe maybe his life will go a little bit better. But he's got to report home to like his roommate Tails, and then at one point Eggman rooms with him, and Sonic is like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me! I can't room with this asshole." And he's like, you know, "Give him a chance." Uh, and we're just seeing like Sonic have to deal with life. This is the life of a hedgehog who used to be like a superhero, but now he's like selling dog like things that are chili dogs. Now. Like you know, uh, a little kid walks up to him in the mall, and and uh, you know he's he's going to order a chili dog, and he's like, "Oh my god, are you Sonic? Are you Sonic the Hedgehog?" And Sonic, he like he like lights up because someone recognizes him. He's like, "Yeah, that's me, kid. I'm I'm Sonic. I'm the one that that saved the princess and all that." And then he's like, "You, you know, suck." The kid is like, uh, uh, is, is it true that like that like once uh, uh, Knuckles gave it to you with his knuckles? And Sonic's like, okay, get out of here, you little shit. I fucking, you know, this is fucking ridiculous. Hey. Um, and then Sonic it has to reclaim his uh, his uh, his glory, so he decides he's going to go after Eggman one last time to end it once and for all. And he finds out about Eggman's secret fortress, uh, a place called. Um, uh, like we'll call it like Emerald San Hill. Francisco. No, no, no. Emerald Hills. It's called Emerald Hills. He goes and it could be in San Francisco. And Sonic goes to Emerald Hills and like uh, uh, he meets like these two burly guys and like you know we can't let you in to see Doctor Eggman. And Sonic's like you're not going to get in my way. And he spin dashes them and because he's got like these hedgehog things, he he leaves them all cut up with needles and everything. He goes in and he sees. Eggman and Eggman is like a fucking vegetable in a wheelchair 
with like a, a oxygen mask over his face and uh uh you know signs like what the fuck is going on and 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 just kind of like out of nowhere comes shadow and shadow is like wearing a trench coat and smoking a cigar and he's like you know sonic you've been on a long journey this has been a long fight but it's over it's time for you to rest and and, and shadow gives like sonic a hug and then he disconnects the oxygen tank for Eggman, and Eggman dies, and and Sonic goes, and then you know there's a there's a there's a big wedding between uh, uh, Sticks and Knuckles, and Amy is like Amy goes to Tails, and Amy is like, uh, hey, where's Sonic? And Tails is like, Sonic had to go away for a while, Amy. He's had a hard life, and that's it. That's where the movie ends. <laughs> That um, that didn't that wasn't that wasn't improv that you had that in a memory bank somewhere maybe subconsciously maybe you don't realize it but I think that I think you've I mean, been I, saving that for your spec script no, and you know I'm what and you know what Jay here's here's the thing based off what I'm seeing here with this fucking Sonic shit I think you could probably send anything to Sega and they'd give you the rights to this IP he's talking about a Metal Gear reference um, Jared. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't know where I was going with that. That was I, 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 I improv like the first half of it, and the second half is just Guns of the Patriots. <laughs> yep. Um, this is what's gonna happen. Okay, this is what the movie is going to be because it's the easiest way, to, the easiest thing to do. There is no Sonic World. Sonic no, they... is some fucking oh. weird experiment that Eggman did for the U.S. government, and then he escapes. That's the fucking plot. Ah, uh, that's pretty good too. I. I yeah. I still think it could be something where he like gets dropped in to No, no, that's that's just that, no. But yeah, no, you're you're probably right. And and so, but again, I I am very confident there are no other Sonic characters. All of that stuff is being uh retconned. Uh however he's created, I think they'll probably they'll probably at the very end there'll be like a post-credit scene where they create uh like a fox and you don't see him but you just see like two tails pop out of the machine or something <laughs> and they're like oh my they're, like maybe one tail comes out and they're like we've done it and then a second tail comes out and they're they like might, oh my god they might do like they did in like the DC movies where they try to like plan the mega franchise where it's like project echidna I, I think that's how everybody the black hedgehog. I think that's how everybody approaches this kind of shit now is is they all want to like plant a couple MCU style seeds so like hey, I, okay, okay, okay. We, we, we'll, we'll talk for a minute here uh, you guys know all these things that have been uh, I guess being remade or adapted for the big screen and all that and then they always have like some kind of teaser for us so in in um for the Sonic one they've given us a Sonic Cena for some reason um, you know, here's like this this shadow of this of the swole fucking Sonic. Right. Um, and as far as I can tell online, everyone is like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, like this looks like awful. Um uh Power Rangers did like something similar where you see the Power Rangers armor and and there's a lot more shit on it for some reason. It's it's not like armor anymore, it's like a very pretty art deco piece uh, with like the Power Rangers pieces stuck on. Uh, you know, for the uh, um, uh, you know, I want to say for like the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer, um, you just see the the these 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 very very freakish. Even you know the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are already kind of freakish, but you see like these very freakish monstrous figures that are like yep. bathed in shadow, 
And so when they tease us with these things, it's like this very kind of grimdark, edgy take, and they're all wearing like a bunch of shit that they don't need. Uh, they they all look like these kind of uh, Kratos like uh, uh, super built characters or something like that. Uh, you know, even RoboCop. RoboCop, the reveal since you mentioned it earlier, was like, "Here's RoboCop in like this black suit now. He's he's wearing black, and black is cool." And I have no idea. Uh, like the changes in the movies alone are often terrible and don't serve anything. Uh, I have no idea why people that put together this marketing and advertising think we want to be teased with something that looks absolutely nothing like the nostalgic thing that we loved. Like if you show me the Power Rangers movie trailer and they were just kind of the Power Rangers, I'm like, yes, that's what I want to see. If you show me Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, I I think a live action Sonic movie uh, is a bad idea unless you do my version of it, of like a middle aged Sonic trying to get his story back. Um, I want to see Sonic. I don't want to see whatever this fucking uh, uh, mixed martial arts fighter is that they're like showing me bathed in shadow. I want to see Sonic. Here's here's the thing. Your examples, your examples are all very good. But uh, this is actually the one time where what you're seeing there, that muscular Sonic that probably will wear clothing and definitely has a penis, um, that actually, the difference between that and like Power Rangers and TMNT and all those other examples is this really is for someone and there is someone out there who's very excited about how anthropomorphized, and I know this because I've seen their drawings, and uh, <laughs> I absolutely know there is a subset of people for whom this is uh, a, a fulfillment of, of fantasy that they never imagined possible. And I'm kind of scared I, I think, to see I think, them in the I theater. I think that only happens if um, if Shadow uses the Sonic's mouth as a toilet. <laughs> I mean, I don't, nothing is impossible at the at the rate we're going here. But. I, I, you know, I, I think all this comes from the uh, super superhero uh, franchise craze, right? I think that's where it all starts. Um, look, hey, look, Hollywood has always been adaptation crazy, um, but they've really, really ramped it up, like recently, especially since uh, comic book adaptations are doing so well. But. I think the thing that they're missing is that, yeah, superhero costumes are redesigned for the uh, big screen, but those are done for two reasons. The first reason that is done is because uh, the comic book costumes you see in the comic don't work on the big screen. They use colors that, um, you know, will look blown out on camera. They're they, also basically uh, just paint. Yeah. Uh, you put you put like a, a, a man or a woman in spandex, uh, they can work out, but they'll still have like a little tummy and all that. And uh, uh, so, so they make the changes specifically so it'll look good on screen. And then, even if they modernize it a little, they don't stray too far from what the character looks like. Like you know, Spider Man to me still looks like fucking Spider Man in all his iterations. Like his his suit has like a few more kind of patches on it. His suit is more kind of. It looks like he used a more uh, complex material, but it's still Spider Man's suit. So I, I, I feel know, that was one of the lessons that the MCU kind of brought into superhero movies. Because if you remember, prior to the MCU, like superheroes were dressed like Grim Dark. They didn't even like say their names. Like, uh, you know, in the X Men, Wolverine wasn't Wolverine; it was Logan. 
Um, yeah. You know, Cyclops was caught. He, they called him Cyclops maybe once. And they all wore like fucking special forces, camo bullshit. Um, and that was all superhero movies. And then the MCU was the one that was like, okay, you know what? Captain America is going to look like Captain America. Right. Uh, and Thor, which I think Thor was the, the litmus test because Captain America is kind of okay, but like Thor is fucking theatrical with like, you know, a Scardian armor and a fucking red cape and the wing helmet. Um, and it worked. And I think that's where they learned the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I, in any way you're going with this, is why haven't they learned that lesson with Sonic? I don't know. But you see, and the, the thing, because you, you point, you do point out that that's how they went with it. Like, look, they, they tried, they tried um, real superhero costumes initially, and that was from all the superhero movies they did from like the uh, 70s up to um, like the 80s that didn't work out, except yep. for Batman. And Batman worked out a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, so- Batman, it, his suit has very kind of rarely changed, and um, it looks a little bit more armored and militant and. Uh, the the, the uh, WB universe and it looks like that um, uh, pretty armored in like the later uh, Rocksteady games but for the most part it's still basically fucking Batman like that's like you see the Dark Knight you know that's Dark Knight he's not wearing a ton of shit that he doesn't need um, and the stuff that they've kind of added on makes a certain logical sense it's like okay I need something so that if someone tries to cut me with a knife or sends a dog after me they won't be able to bite them through the material. And that's all that is, that little extra padding. But, you know, the, the excellent thing that you pointed out, I'm really glad you did that because X-Men started out trying, like, this edgier thing where, mm-hmm. uh, okay, how do we uh, modernize superheroes? But the less that they let that go and the more that they embraced what the X-Men were, the yeah. better the movies got. Uh, that's when yeah. you got First Class and that's when you got Deadpool. And both of those are like... Look, we're just doing fucking X Men. We're not going to do anything. That's all a fucking has like Colossus <laughs> wearing his weird like wrestler outfit. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I I think that's I think that's what that is. I think I think that uh, I, I just think everyone's late in following the superhero trend, and they're trying to apply it to other adaptations, and they're not paying attention to the lessons learned by other people. I, I remember watching, um, uh, well, I didn't really watch it, but I know people went nuts for Deadpool when Deadpool actually started wearing his Deadpool costume. Yes. And even the costume before that, that he was wearing, that was also in the comics. That was also some comic book stuff. And, and um, you, you know, people people ate that shit up. I, I think that if they didn't try so hard with uh, Sonic and... Um, Try to make it, I guess, quote unquote, relatable or whatever to the audience. I think if they went with something that was Sonic, maybe even Sonic Boom, because I won't lie, some of the episodes that we watch while writing our stuff, some of them were actually kind of entertaining. Um, and, and they were weird in that, you know, Sonic was dealing with his uh, uh, daily life crises and all that. And, uh, 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 but that was fun and that was entertaining. And I, I think something like that would be fine. I don't think you need. The only hope I have now for the Sonic movie, the only hope I have is that it is as weird and crazy and strange as the Super Mario Brothers movie, because at least in the Super Mario Brothers movie, you can get high and enjoy it um, uh, just because it's such a fucking batshit insane. I think the people who were who made it 
were high when they made it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, actually, uh, I read a few like um, interviews and shit, and yeah, that, that was part of the problem. It was, uh, <laughs> I think I think it's pretty well known that uh, John Leguizamo and uh, Bob Hoskins like got wasted routinely. Yeah, they yeah. were like, they were high pretty much the entire filming. Like they uh they they did a lot of fucking around on that movie cuz they knew it was a shit show and they knew that it was going to be terrible and uh they just went with it. I think I think so I, I, uh I I think this will probably be the Sonic movie will will likely fall into the category of unfortunately I don't think it'll be I think it'll be bizarre in the in the sense of what they're doing to the character. But I have a feeling the movie uh, will probably just be something that is like sadly forgettable. Like I don't think it'll be so I, I bad that it's right. funny. I think, I think, and I don't. I don't think it'll be like surprisingly describing. good or anything like that. It'll. It'll yeah. just be you know. It'll be like a weird passable where you're like, eh, and then you forget about it. This type of movie you're describing is like uh, Garfield or the Smurfs or Alvin and the Chipmunks, and I think that's kind of what they're going for. And I, I think you're right. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I think it'll be like uh, like Ted. If you saw Ted, I think it'll probably uh, function quite a bit like that. I want to say something though about video game. I mean, about video game movie adaptations. Um, yeah, the best one to this day is still probably Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat tried to be Mortal Kombat, and I think that worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, you know, it, there are some scenes you watch today, and yeah, it's funny attacking over the top, but it was like a lot of other of those uh american martial arts movies being made at the time um and i definitely watched it again it was it was fun yeah, it was good it wasn't yeah. super just, great or anything but it was good it's just kind of a fun movie uh yeah. on, on top of everything else like it's, it's just fun to watch yeah. it's fun to watch uh I, I i know not everyone is in this train with me um uh i i think like one or two of the resident evil movies are fine um and obviously the franchise did well because they made so many of them and they made money too. It's not like, you know, they were just pissing it away. Um, I, I can watch one or two of the, and it's the same thing. It's like a zombie movie. Uh, it can be a fun movie. It's not adding anything to Resident Evil and you shouldn't go in expecting what you saw in Resident Evil 2, but it, it, it's fine. Um, yeah, but the problem is, is Resident Evil is very specifically one where they have a lore that translates pretty easily and pretty well into cinema and instead they just throw and the first one is the best example of this where they're literally like hey guys here's resident evil let's make it and they're like who should the bad guy be should it be zombies and they're like no it should be a computer and um play play me every resident evil i don't remember any bad computers Right, but it, it the computer is made by Umbrella, um, and they're and like, Umbrella just does the evil thing. Who should I'm the main character be? Should it be? Say, should it be Chris Redfield and, and Jill Valentine? No, it should be my wife. Let's make it her. She'll be the main uh, character. He, you know what? He had the money. He's he's got a hot wife. I'm not going to get mad at him um, over that. I think that's fine. But you are you are getting close to my point here. Um, uh, uh, like I said, I, I I I think there are aspects of the of the Resident Evil movie that are forgivable. Um, I think one of the biggest flops ever in terms of video game movies uh, was Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy, aside from just being a boring movie and and like hiring 
uh, actors because they were big name talent and not because they knew how to be uh, voice actors. Um, but Final Fantasy, the spirits within, I, I can't tell you why it's named Final Fantasy. I can't. It was it was well before Final Fantasy like really embraced sci-fi and started going in that direction. Uh, you know, we we yeah we had seven and we had eight. Um, but a lot of it was still kind of, uh, the actual fantasy element, the vaguely medieval, you know, you have knights that fight with samurai swords and shit. Uh, that's what Final Fantasy was. The, the one chocobo that you see in the entire movie is in a fucking banner over the, uh, uh, Times Square. And then, uh, you know, magic isn't even a thing. Magic is the only thing. If you can see spirits and everyone believes in spirits or they fight them in a weird war or whatever it was. And it just had it just had jack shit to do with Final Fantasy, so that's why I don't see like Resident Evil as quite offensive. It it's it's definitely like well, the early movies when it goes later in and when I think they, you know, the, the point Western that you're movie. making is kind of the same point that I that I was going towards, which is if you're going to get the license to make a fucking video game movie, why aren't you making it about the video game that you license? Exactly. Who the fuck is the movie for? Exactly, if, and if I, you're I, not I think, making it with the shit that made the video game interesting, I think I think both of those uh, concepts are offensive to me, but in different ways. Like I think I I think I'm offended by someone who's like, let's make a Final Fantasy movie, but let's make it have nothing to do with Final Fantasy. That seems dumb to me. But it also I almost find Resident Evil worse, where they went in and just like half delivered on everything um but see the, the the thing is with resident evil um look i don't think i don't think paul ws anderson is like uh uh by Talented, any means yeah. uh you know the kind of director that you that you worship not not, not by any any remote means for it but i you know the the thing about the resident evil movies and especially like the early ones um Yes, they kind of tell their own lore and they tell their own version of it, but they they still tell it, you know, and it, they don't do it in a way that bastardizes uh, the thing. Uh, the the characters, sure, the characters they change them around. Uh, he did create Alice as kind of like uh, uh, the victim character, in the, and she becomes a Mary Sue as the series goes on, um, but. Uh, they, you know, it's there's nothing that they went out of their way to change. Like the Raccoon City virus still spreads, like how it spread in in the video games. The uh, the monsters that they fight are still the same monsters. It's like you know, it's 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 you, when you see a dog there, uh, it's still the same fucking do- zombie dog that fucks you up. It's not it's not a bunch of goombas with like tiny heads on giant bodies in a business suit walking to an elevator and like swaying to music uh you know it's not yoshi being an actual like miniature velociraptor resident evil is trying to use the parts that make it resident evil and superhero the initial superhero movies uh that we got did kind of the same thing like x-men the very first x-men and the very uh first uh spider-man of the new wave of uh, superhero movies that are uh, uh, uh doing insanely successful now they were quite similar in that approach, in that uh, uh, that X-Men plot that they used, that wasn't a plot in the comics, but they took different elements from different comics and made them work into the plot that they built. They took different aspects of the X-Men lore and they changed it. 
Uh, Rogue had no reason to be as young as she was. Uh, uh, Wolverine had no reason to be attached to her like that. Um, you know, it was weird that, like, uh, uh, Storm is, a, like, professor, but the others are at, like, these junior grade levels. Um, but that's what they did. That's how, that's how they changed the X-Men movie to make it kind of flow as a movie and make it work and, 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 and tell the story that they wanted. Uh, uh, Spider-Man's a whole different beast. I actually just rewatched all the Spider-Man movies recently, and the Spider-Man that Sam Ra- Raimi made, I'm looking at that now, and I'm like, you know, I can't believe this was as crazy successful as it was. And it was a little cheesy, and yep. it was a little different, you know. And um, but Spider-Man, uh, okay, fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, <clears throat> y- y- you watch Homecoming now, uh, uh, and Homecoming is a lot more like the Spider-Man that we know. Uh, from the comics than the Tobey Maguire version was. Um, uh, But those movies did what they had to to make it work. And you have to do that with adaptations because uh, with adaptations, not everything is going to fit. So that's why, like, like, like that's why Resident Evil 1 and 2, they were fine with me. Now, when the T-Virus for some reason was able to turn forests into desert with no explanation as to how like a virus that targets humans does that, that was fucking stupid. And that's when we kind of went left and all that kind of stuff. But the point is, the point that I'm trying to make is that um, uh, uh, the the better superhero movies, I mean, I'm sorry, the better the better video game movies, at least made some kind of attempt to honor the material um, and and give people what they want. And 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 Lucio's absolutely right. It's like, who are you making these movies for? Like when they made the comic book movies, uh, it wasn't it, they wanted to make something comic book fans appreciate it. And the more a comic book a comic movie it's like the comics, the more people fucking love them. Uh, uh, Deadpool was like, yeah, they had like their wacky jokes and all that, but but the fact that Deadpool was so much like the comics, unforgivably like the comics, people ate that shit up. They loved it. Um, the same thing happened with Spider-Man Homecoming. It's like, you know, we're going to un- quite unforgivably be a lot more like the comic books. Like, oh, man, the is- galaxy. Yeah. The and- of the galaxy is fucking weird, man. It's like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and and I think that's what needs to happen with video game movies. I think that's how you make a good video game movie. You you just honor whatever the fucking material is, um, and and adapt what you have to, change what you have to, but respect the audience and respect that there are people that actually like this shit. The most baffling one to me is uh, the Assassin's Creed movie because I cannot tell you who that's made for. Um, I think Ubisoft at that point was too much into their own heads and thought people loved them a lot more than they did. So they created a movie where you had to understand a lot about the video games you, you came in, and that's bad too. Deadpool um, and Daredevil and Spider-Man Homecoming, they're still origin stories of sorts. And Spider-Man doesn't even have a reason to be because we've seen Spider-Man reintroduced so many times in the cinema. Uh, uh, so Assassin's Creed was actually just kind of come in and... And, and, and know they a lot focused of, on the mother story, which is what everybody knows. And, That's what everybody know, can get enough of. <laughs> the fucking mother you know, storyline. Ubisoft had this had this weird philosophy that I think they're letting go of. Like now that I played Odyssey and seen a lot of Origins, I, I think thank God they're looking letting go of this policy that uh, uh, they seem to think people like the present day story and the first civilization story. And no one fucking likes it. That's not what they play the games. They play the games to be the historic assassin. Sure. And, and but the movie, you're within some dude in a weird prison that didn't even seem that much like a prison. 
Um, and that was his story. And, uh, and occasionally he would show up as like a Spaniard. Uh, I, I love, I love the plot of this movie. That they basically the Templars cut all the assassins, and they put them in the animals to trigger the bleeding effect. And then we're surprised when the assassins all broke out. It's like what? We 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 started we started this talking about uh, uh comic books, the Bloodborne comic and the Dark Souls comic. Yeah, I also like I I read the um the Assassin's Creed comics. There's actually quite a few different ones, and the one that the one that like flash forward um between the present day and the past. Uh, yeah, that's okay. The one that I loved the most was about um a Templar named the Black Cross, and the Black Cross is the Templar's personal assassins that they use to kill Templars who are giving them a bad name. And the Black Cross is like a fucking uh, a black man, a jazz player in the 1920s. So that's just like so much about him. And he's like a fanatic for his group and all that. Uh, uh, not once do you ever, ever leave the 1920s in that comic. You're still in the 1920s. You see, you see New York in the 1920s. You see Shanghai in the 1920s. And it tells that story straight through. And here's just this fucking badass assassin trying to keep his order from falling apart. And that's the fucking story. And and anytime I recall an Assassin's Creed fondly, but I'm playing Odyssey now, I'm going to tell you, you know, I love Odyssey because I love Cassandra. I think Cassandra's a great fucking assassin. I love uh, uh, being in ancient Greece. I love how they honor the architecture. I love how the statues of their gods are standing up. Uh, uh, even like Assassin's Creed 3, which I know is less popular around these parts, I'm like, you know, I could have run through like the snowy, the snowy version of the frontier for ages. That was great. Like they, you know, like sniping redcoats from a fucking tree with a bow and arrow. That's great. Never at any point do I feel like, you know what? I feel like I needed Rachel and Desmond arguing about coffee a little more in the future. And, 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 and. That's all they had to do for the movie. For the movie, they had to be about uh, this uh, this Spanish assassin um, doing, you know, whatever the fucking what was it like the, another apple of Edom, Edom or some stupid I shit that they wanted. What the fuck they were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know how you know there's like so much corruption going on in 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 the area. There's like so much uh, 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 political intrigue and power, and if this movie was made in the 90s when everyone felt it was uh, uh, had this wrong perception that you had to have someone that the character identified uh, that the audience identified with from like the modern day like going back in history like like you always had to have your Bill and Ted or even worse you had like your Martin Lawrence being the Black Knight because that's the only reason we would watch the medieval show <laughs> <laughs> um, and nowadays everywhere you turn there is historical fiction Everywhere and people fucking love historical fiction now. Yeah, uh, you know, it, like 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 you you can't you can't change the channel um, without running into a historical fiction. Like every fifth channel that you run into, so Assassin's Creed need to embrace that. People play as the assassin. They rarely play as the modern day agent. If they do at all, if it's not just cutscenes, uh, and people love playing as the assassin. And each time you go up to an Assassin's Creed fan. And you're like, who is your favorite character from Assassin's Creed? They're going to look at you and they're going to say Ezio Auditore, the fucking Italian Renaissance assassin. They're not saying Desmond is becoming Ezio. Yeah. They're saying Ezio. 
that's what they had to do. And that's what that's what video game movies have to do. Video game movies uh, have to respect their audience in two ways. They have to respect the fact that you do have fans of uh, video game movies coming in who really want to enjoy it. Like they like they will legitimately enjoy it. And uh, they are growing financial power. Uh, everyone's playing video games now. Um, yep. It's you know. Uh, uh, so respect that and respect that the movie they want to see is about video games they play and then respect the audience's intelligence like you know uh, um, uh, again Game of Thrones is insanely popular and, and there are some people that go in and watch Game of Thrones and they're just there for the sword fights and the sex and the dragons and then there are other people that watch Game of Thrones and they can tell you all of the politics of what's going on. They're like, oh, well, the Boltons, you know, served uh, uh, the Starks, and they felt like they weren't being respected, so they organized the plan with, you know, the Lannisters to uh, assassinate the... And they'll, tell, they'll explain all this to you. So you always have audience members who are engaging the material on different levels. So for, yeah. for them, there's the deep lore, and then for your regular audience members, there's just the exciting visuals on screen. That's how easy it is, and it baffles me that they don't do it for video game adaptations yet. Game of Thrones is a good example in the sense that um, it has a very strong reverence for the source material, and when it follows that material closely, it's very good, and you can spot the exact moment where they ran out of material because it becomes super shitty. Um, uh, so <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very uh, good example of why you should use that material when you have it. Your mm-hmm. way sounds really great, Jay. Uh, where they where they take a property and they use uh, they use it and uh, get good results with the property. But there I is there is an easier way, and we <laughs> discovered it in the year of our Lord two thousand eighteen. Um, because I don't know if you guys know this, but if you go on to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, we actually have a new film that came out this year that is the number one uh, critically acclaimed uh, with a with a whopping 52%. So it still didn't do very well on Rotten Tomatoes, but it, it, it has the highest critical score of all time for a video game adaptation. Um, and do you want to know what the secret is and how you get sure. this high score? It's a rampage. It is, and so I would pos- uh, posit that you don't need to follow the source material. You just need the rock, and if you put the rock <laughs> in your movie, everything will work out and things will go better. Um, you're, you, you think you're being clever, but people love the rock. No, I yeah, know I, that's true. I, I, do. People fucking I, love. I am being clever. Sports, whatever. I'm being very the, clever. That, it's a very good idea for you to put the rock in all of your video that, game that adaptations. Extended, that extended the life, uh, the lifespan of the Fast and the Furious by like four movies at least. No, and even Doom is relatively high on the list, which follows a very similar premise, which is Let the Rock. Now, mind you, Doom is uh, 2005 The Rock, and that's very different from 2018 The Rock. Uh, 2005 The Rock is a wrestler and curiosity. 2018 The Rock is uh, an action smash superstar. A beloved cultural icon. Right. People people very seriously would like him to run for president. Um, yeah. Not, <laughs> You're not, not kidding. Not because they know anything about his politics or qualifications, but just because he's so goddamn beloved 
that they just they they think that they would uh, like that if he was president. So anyway, I think that uh, I think we're uh, about to hit time here, but I think yeah. and so as a result, I also feel like that's a fantastic moral to to end things on. Um, which is the real secret, kids, is to get Dwayne Johnson to be in your movie. And it really doesn't seem like it would be that hard to get Dwayne Johnson to be in your movie because he doesn't strike me as terribly selective. Uh, I think we have he, you seen him Baywatch? I think he's just very expensive. He did. He did. He didn't make. Um, oh my God! What's it? I can't be. Uh, uh, pain and gain. <laughs> yeah. Pain and Gain. Uh, I know a couple guys who find that that's like their favorite movie. It's a very beloved really? film for them. Yeah. Yep, they're out there. But uh, anyway, if you saw, did these saw... guys also buy Muscle Milk? Yeah, actually, that's probably. <laughs> if you saw Baywatch, um, then you would know that I don't think he even reads the the scripts before he. Baywatch, the same deal. Yeah, I think uh, you you could get this guy to be in Paul Blart as long as you give him enough money, like. Paul Blart 3, he would be yeah, the star. Can you imagine Paul Blart with The Rock? I'll I, watch it. I would really like a, I would really like a Paul Blart, Blart 3 where they actually replace Kevin uh, James with The Rock and don't yeah, say, yeah. and they don't say anything about it. Like it's a direct sequel. All the same people are in the movie. Like all the other characters are there. They don't mention like his weight loss or anything. They're just like, "Hey Paul, there you are." And uh, I, I really like that, and I would watch. You have that. to have like one character that notices. Maybe like one guy is like, "Who the fuck's that?" And everybody's like, "That's Paul." Like, like his daughter or something. That's not fucking Paul. Like... Paul. And they're like, "Yeah, that's Paul. It's always been Paul." Maniac. <laughs> so, um, look, I played a ton of fucking video games, and maybe we'll talk about them one day. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a personal choice for you to make, which is, uh, will it be more important to talk about the games you've played or the Assassin's Creed comic book that you read years ago? Um, um, and so I, that, I was that, using it as an example. That's, I, you, that's know, your own internal um, battle that you have to fight. Uh, and, 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 and why you got to be that way? I mentioned, I mentioned like an Assassin's Creed starring a brother and then you just want to hold us down. No, I'm I'm all about it. I love uh, I love Assassin's Creed uh, with a, with a brother. Um, <laughs> all of my favorite Assassin's Creeds uh, have uh, featured brothers. Brotherhood, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> that one. Well, brother is a little different from brothers. Well, we don't we stick to the hard R's here in Utah. So you'll mm-hmm. have you'll have to explain it to me another time. Uh, uh, while we're at it, uh, why don't you tell us your favorite part of Assassin's Creed Origins? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that, the, that, that's the that's the brother feature in uh, Assassin's Creed. My favorite part was actually when... now that I, I won't lie. Now that I know Baig is uh, Nubian, I'm a lot more interested in buying and playing that game. To, Very racist, I know. To answer your question, my favorite part is when I saw a guy in the desert and he came over and killed me in one hit. And I liked Yeah, you told it. us that story. I liked it. Yeah, and it's still it, to this day it's still my favorite part. <laughs> what are well, your stories about uh, being Odyssey's invited doing, to Odyssey's doing great. It's headed for my uh, game of the year. I don't think I've had an experience like that and in fact I'm like taking guys uh 20 levels higher than me. But that's also because I'm as a gamer uh, as being held down as like the uh, the worst minority in the United States and breaking the glass ceiling for all of us, um, I like a good challenge. 
but look, here's what's in store for the future of the uh, of the Mean Slime podcast. I've played uh, Battlefield Five, which I'm sure everyone is really excited to hear about the the, uh... the spiral remaster the uh the the world ends oh. with you re-release the dark sure souls interested in that one <laughs> dark souls free remaster i i'm playing pharaonic uh... with uh pharaonic speaking of, of brothers who are nubian and egyptian which is some kind of weird side-scrolling dark souls with no jump button you just fight it's very very odd um uh, i have played dark siders 3 i know that you guys mentioned monster hunter and and uh um uh, you don't have to talk about it, but I'm playing it for the first time, and I'm really kind of digging it. I don't know how far you guys got into it. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I yeah, like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got the Neo DLC. I got the Spider-Man DLC. I have, like, so much DLC. It'll 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 blow your fucking mind. It'll blow you away. Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey has been releasing a mix of free and not free DLC. I've got uh, Persona 3 dancing... Uh, something light Jay, and Persona Five dancing in starlight. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure what purpose uh, this this list is serving. So let's let's move on here. By uh, wait, wait, you don't want to hear the rest of the exciting video games I have? Why do I want to hear a list about games you have? We can we can talk about them, Jay. But like, like I said, I have shit to do. I mean, if you want, I'm talking I'll pick up I'm my microphone and I'll I'll go into my other I, room and I'll I, read you guys. I, Top to bottom, my bookshelf. I, I'm, I'm upset because I only have three left. You're being very rude. All right, finish at three. And the, the, there's, there's Dan Dara, I Am the Hero, and the game that everyone wants to talk about, Smash Brothers Ultimate, because we've all played that. Yep. Yeah. So we'll probably that'll probably be the one. Uh, that'll be the that'll be the game, folks. Uh, we'll have lots to say about it. Um, so hey, if you enjoyed our podcast today, and if you want to hear our uh, our lengthy uh, Smash Brothers discussion uh, next week, I think you should go subscribe to us on iTunes or uh, Google Play Music or wherever it is that you consume podcasts. Go check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And uh, I think with that, now is a good time for us to be out. How could I forget Delta Room? and Death Gambit. Uh, uh, this came out last year in the Call of Duty WW2.